Hello everyone, and welcome to Visalia Unified's Equity and Student Services Department. On this podcast, we will be talking with educators, support providers, and administrators on how they incorporate equity and SEL into today's educational system. All right. Hello, Kaolin. Hello. There we go. We're good. So we are with Kaolin Conley. She is a teacher at Riverway Elementary. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to have her introduce herself to you. And if you will tell us, you know, where you're from, what your position is, uh, how long you've been in education and anything else you might want to share with us. All right. Um, my name is Kaolin Conley. I am originally from Orange County. I have been in Visalia since Riverway opened. Um, this will be my fourth year here with Riverway. Um, as far as years in education, it is my fourth year teaching in the States, but I actually did do a year um, before I got my credential in Peru, and that was quite the experience because teaching students um, who don't speak your language first when it comes to building relationships and classroom management, it's really hard when they don't understand your jokes. And so they kind of just look at you with their eyes glazed over a little bit and you're like, oh, they, they didn't understand that. Okay, moving on. Um, so definitely teaching stateside has been a different experience. Um, can get to know my students a lot better Um, and I, oh, sixth grade at Riverway. If I didn't get the position part, now we got that. That's good. All right, I had no idea you had taught in, in Peru. That's that's going to add some uh, some maybe secondary questions to this now. So <laughs> I didn't know that. That's good. So with that being said, so you have obviously just some great experiences to draw from. We're looking for in this. Well, we're part of the equity and student services, but what we're looking at now is the social emotional learning in the classroom. So how has that impacted you on a daily, weekly, monthly routine? How has that, that worked for you? Well, my first year teaching, I left and wanted to cry most nights. Um, it was about February that I found, um, I started dabbling into PBIS, which then led me towards SEL and my second year, I started with a much different approach and started incorporating SEL into the classroom. Uh, it just, it changes the conversation with students. So when you're talking about academics, you're also talking about SEL. Because I try to keep Grace Dearborn's words in my head um, when she said that all of our students want to learn. And it's hard to remember that sometimes, but they do. And a lot of the time it is the SEL that's getting in the way um, where they've quit and given up on themselves. And so motivating them up, uh, that's really how it's impacted my daily and weekly routine. Oh, I can, uh, I can attest to that. That's, that's interesting that you bring that up. Um, and I kind of got the idea that how you implement that would be on the whole routine relationships, resilience, peace, and all of that. Is that, is that accurate to say? Yes, definitely relationship building. Um, it's the little things for relationships. Back in the physical classroom, we did circles weekly. On Zoom right now, we're doing a daily attendance question 
where I typically am giving them either a reading piece or a video to watch that has something to do with um, social emotional learning. And then they respond in the comments. Um, so that's how we're addressing SEL, like in a routine sense this year. That's uh, it's interesting you bring that up. It kind of leads me into a secondary question. I was going to ask you, um, physical learning to distance learning, what has been the probably the, the biggest challenge as far as SEL goes? The side conversations, the little bird walking that we do when you're in person and not everybody is on mute and we can just speak freely. Um, no, you don't want to encourage your kids to blurt out, but there are times where you're having a conversation and it feels very awkward to be calling on people um, because it's just a conversation and you don't get to have those um, authentic conversations yes. on Zoom the same way that you have in the classroom. Just the little side comments where they learn something about me or I'll learn something about them. It's just so difficult to have those conversations. Yes, I'd have to agree with you on that. That would be a challenge or at least something you'd have to look into to figure that kind of thing out, which uh, leads into the question about impact of SEL in the classroom. Now, you've been able to see this uh, traditional type classrooms in person and then also now, you know, social distancing and, and Zoom classroom. I mean, however you want to word that. So what impact? Um, and is there, is there a difference between the two or is the impact of SEL kind of the same? I'd say the biggest impact that I have seen with doing SEL in the classroom is being able to motivate them when they're ready to give up, when they're like, you, you can see it when they're at that verge of frustration and you're like, come on, you say, you know, you pull out one of the quotes, you bring up, um, I read fish in a tree at the beginning of the year, which has a very powerful character. Uh, who has dyslexia and she's in sixth grade and can't read. So I reference her throughout the year. And when you see them pick up the pencil and make that effort, that attempt, that's my, my payout. That's my reward right there. There you go. I mean, it's the little things, right? Okay. So, so now I'm going to, um, I'm going to kind of tap into the Peru thing a little bit here because that I had no idea. So, do you see, did you see SEL there? And if you did, did it take a different form or was it just, did you just have to modify it and adjust it? I mean, is it, I, I imagine that humans are humans and students are students, but is, like you said, the humor is a little bit different. So what adjustments is, did you notice between Peru and say the United States? I was at an IB school um, and I learned while I was there with the IB schools, they have character traits that they focus on I think there were seven of them and it seemed very very similar to things that we do with PBIS um, as far as that piece goes but specific SEL curriculum or really focusing on it I would say not really I did definitely see a need uh, it was very interesting um, when I left Peru I wasn't a hundred percent sure I wanted to be in the classroom I thought to myself Maybe I would be better off going towards the psychology side of things with education because over half of my third graders really needed um, some intensive services. And it was it was interesting being there because I was in a private school. So 
it was a high demographic of students. They had a lot of opportunities and things for them, um, but they they needed more SEL. Wow. Um, not intentional SEL is what yeah. I would say. Okay, so more focused in that in that mm-hmm. aspect. Okay, mm-hmm. I uh, that is fascinating because you know you always wonder. You start doing some comparisons and you wonder, you know, are we are we on track? Are we on point? It sounds like we're we're headed the right direction at least. All right, so now you get to give us some advice. So advice you would give to anybody in education, teacher, administrator, support provider, anyone, what advice would you give them specifically targeting like SEL equity in the classroom? Uh, Don't let the pressure to stay on the pacing guide, to meet the standards, to hit all the curriculum pieces that we're supposed to hit. Um, let you forget about SEL or let it get shoved in a drawer and you're like, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that because you get so much more time back when you start doing the things with the SEL and your kids are a lot more willing to do things for you and with you when they feel like they're part of the team with you. So I go to the quote, um, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So I'd say that fits right there with that great advice i mean that really is it you hit it right on the head there so is there anything you would like to share and it could be education it could be self-care it could be anything is there anything you'd want to share with the people listening to us going through the same pandemic that we're going through and the struggles that we face as educators or individuals in education Um, i'd probably share the quote that i wrote gigantically across my whiteboard for myself uh how do you eat an elephant (laughs) Uh, and it came in handy for one of my students who uh, his anxiety really started to kick in on a Wednesday looking at that to-do list and so I just looked at my entire class and I said how do you eat an elephant and I did have one kid that raised her hand yeah and she goes piece by piece and I go that that's exactly right not quite the answer on my board I've got one bite at a time but piece by piece one bite at a time either way that that's how you do it that's great. That's great. Yeah. Sometimes we kind of, we, you know, we get too wrapped up in things and we can't see the small, just one step at a time. I heard somebody one time say, you know, if you improve 1% a day in a hundred days, you've improved a hundred percent. I like that. So, and that's kind of the piece by piece thing. So, you know, 1%, you can, you can handle that. So now we're going to shift gears a little bit, do a little final thoughts and you've kind of already taken care of one of them, but we're going to ask you for another one. So what book or article are you currently reading right now? Um, well, right before the school year really got up and running, I was reading the distance learning playbook, which, um, it came across my Facebook feed and my principal had used the regular version of the playbook in staff meeting. And so I clicked on it and a lot of people had all these phenomenal comments. So I did download it and really, really good. Especially the first chapter is actually all about educator self-care. And I was tempted to skip it and glad that I didn't. Um, And then with my students, Fish in a Tree, it's just my favorite. I'm like, we have to do the read aloud. So I actually convinced the whole grade level team and we are taking turns recording each chapter and pushing it out to our students. Oh, great idea. Great idea. All right. So the second question I have, you have to do with quotes. You've already kicked out a couple. Oh, that's the hardest question ever. Yeah. So now the way I look at this, though, is, is there's a lot of favorite quotes. But, you know, what is your hands down go to quote? 
there, I'm tied between two. I would go with mistakes are proof that you're trying, which I've got on the door behind me and have for the last four years. And then there was also the time um, our desks, we can erase with a Clorox wipe, anything comes off. So there was one day that I did write in Sharpie on a student's desk, all things are difficult before they are easy. Uh, we needed that extra little bit of motivation. And I was like, <laughs> it's not going anywhere for a few days. So, so those would be my top two. All right. Those are good. Yeah, I noticed the one behind you. It's like, oh, I like that one. That's good. I like that. All right. And then our final question is, you know, we are in this technology age of teaching right now. So what this really question is, is based on is what technology tool or app or program do you rely on to make your job easier, efficient, you know, all those types of things? Pear Deck. Pear Deck. I use Pear Deck for nearly everything um it has a lot of really great features i recently got a newcomer and so then i found the immersive reader feature so if i go through the effort to type anything i type in a pear deck slide she can translate it into spanish oh nice so it has a lot of features to make things accessible um for students of all different levels and it allows my students who are ready to run with the curriculum to be able to run with it. Uh, it gives me the accountability piece, a lot of different things. And I do use it for SEL with my daily attendance questions. I've been taking Newsy LA has some fantastic resources for SEL. So I copy the article into my Pear Deck. That way all my students can access it. And then yeah. so, oh, a mix of things, but. Well, I'm going to put those with your advice and I, the books and stuff in our show notes. And for the last thing here is if somebody wants to get a hold of you, has more questions for you, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Email. Okay. And I will put that in the show notes also on how to contact that. Well, very good. We thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're extremely busy. Everybody's, you know, trying to wrap their brain and efforts around this. But thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to spend with us and share with us some insight. We I much appreciate it. It was my pleasure. SEL is a bit of a passion. So, Fantastic. Thank you very much. We'll see you soon. All right. All right. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. We'd like to thank our guests for their time and input. If you would like more information about equity and SEL, please visit our website at sites.google.com backslash vusd.us backslash equity and student services department backslash home equity and student services department is all one word and thank you again for joining us may the rest of your week have many wins stay safe take care of yourself and take care of each other